This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Earners, what's up? Look, today I want to talk to you about something that's been on my mind, a real weight on my shoulders. You know, we all have these moments, big or small, that just stick with us. When we don't talk about these things, then they can start to affect our lives in unexpected ways. That's why having a space to express these feelings is so important. I know firsthand the benefits of therapy. It's been transformative for my friends and family. Therapy can help you learn crucial skills like setting boundaries and developing coping strategies. It's not just about dealing with major events. It's also about enhancing your day-to-day life, allowing you to become the best version of yourself. So if you've been thinking about therapy, BetterHelp can be a great option for you. It's entirely online, which makes it super convenient and adaptable to your busy schedule. You start by filling out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can even switch therapists at any time if you feel the need without any additional cost. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash EarnYourLeisure today to get 10% off your first month. Remember, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash EarnYourLeisure. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. Earners, what's up? Look, I want to give y'all a little peek behind the curtain of producing Earn Your Leisure. It's a lot more than just sitting down and chatting. It involves meticulous planning, recording, editing, and then promoting each episode to ensure it reaches all of you. And if you picked up any of our merch, then you know there's a whole extra layer of logistics from inventory management to shipping. Running a podcast is like running a small business. And speaking of business, I know many of you entrepreneurs are involved in e-commerce. You understand how crucial it is to streamline operations and cut costs wherever possible. That's why I want to talk to you about ShipStation, the multi-carrier shipping solution that integrates seamlessly with all your online sales channels. It's all about optimizing your shipping, connecting with expert partners, and freeing up more of your time to focus on scaling your business. Now let's talk about our experience with ShipStation. This tool has been a game changer for us, especially with automating routine tasks. Being able to manage everything from one dashboard and print shipping labels with just a click, absolute lifesavers. Plus, the discounts we get on shipping costs are incredible. Honestly, it feels like we're saving thousands. And as our show and merch sales have grown, ShipStation's robust automation and reporting features have helped us keep up without missing a beat. For those of you who get overwhelmed by order volumes, ShipStation's easy-to-use dashboard is a dream come true. You can import orders from any sales channel, apply shipping preferences automatically, and handle customer service issues right there. Not to mention the savings with up to 89% off carrier rates like UPS, DHL Express, and USPS. It's no wonder over 130,000 companies stick with ShipStation long term. So, are you ready to turn your shipping challenges into growth opportunities? Head over to ShipStation.com and use promo code EARN for a free 60-day trial. Again, that's ShipStation.com, promo code EARN. Start streamlining your shipping and scaling your business today. When would be best to buy Chinese or international stocks? Um, this came up to me th- this weekend. Um, I want to be very clear. So, not until our war, our soft war with China is over and this uh, rate cycle is lifted. So like once the Fed stops raising rates, that's when I'll look. And China has its own set of issues. But if I look at Alibaba, which we can argue 
is as great or better than Amazon. Should be a lot higher. Um, they topped out in 2020 at 319. They're currently at 88 bucks. It's unbelievable that that company is that low. Even if I look, even though I like Tesla a lot more, even if we look at Neo, Neo went from a high of 66.95. It's currently at 10 dollars and nine cent. Prices should not be there. Um, but Chinese stocks are not safe until we get out of the war with them. Once they make a declaration that they are not going to try to overtake Taiwan, semiconductor and uh, the province of Taiwan. And once rates begin uh, to be lower as well. So I know people want international exposure, but even if we look at Intel, Intel's uh, potential acquisition of the Israeli semiconductor company got blocked by China. There's a lot of war games where just like, man, the block is hot. Like, I don't know how to put it any way clearer than that. Like, it's not safe to do business in China. And also as our president is saying, hey, we're going to levy sanctions against American companies if you're looking to invest there. Even though I like some of the stocks that are in China, they will be suppressed until some of these issues go away. Like the macro issues are more important than the technicals. That's why every presentation I'm like, I'm telling you, technicals are just representation of the fundamentals on a chart. If you don't have a clear picture of what's happening in a macro picture, uh, your account will be devastated and destroyed. So you have to wait for a little bit. That's for Chinese stocks. Yep. I've learned my lesson with investing in Chinese stocks. I haven't had the best experience. It's something that I'm not great at. And so I was aware of it and said that it's not something I'm going to continue to do. Um, I believe a wise man named Ian Dunlap once told me that we have some great American companies. Yep. <laughs> what you know. And I took those words very literally. So thank you. I mean, they reported that their, their model right now. Um, which took a lot of people from poverty to having a middle class, so a very like wealthy ultra class is now in danger. So if they went on a 40 year run, but now as a result, like, and we've said this before, Rashad, you brought this up, Troy, you brought this up, like war is not good for anybody. Even in rap, all the little disc records and beef records, people end up dying and friends getting hurt. They don't like, no one has really went diamond off of a disc record. Like it's really a, there's more of a risk than anything. So if we have issues with the commercial real estate market in China, if COVID was created or was dispersed from there, um, they have the whole bunch of other political issues that we're going through. When Jack Ma spoke out, they took their equivalent of Steve Jobs and made him go sit on the bench for months. And he really hasn't said anything since then. What do you think they would do to the 57th best stock in China, let alone the people? That's not an environment in which you want to. And America has its own host of issues, but it is hunger games over there right now. Steer clear. <laughs> you can do what you want, but steer clear. Season three. No Jennifer Lawrence. Um, For real. Okay. So what are some of ways I can increase my probability of winning as a trader. I've been thinking about this a lot going into the presentation with uh, Kathy and Mike. Um, number one, at some point, every trader needs to learn how to trade the market without using any indicators. So if you can just trade off price action alone, it's kind of like a ball, like everyone has their go to moves, but it's like, can I put you on any court in America and you'll be able to score 
no matter who you're playing against. That's what the equivalent of just trade-off price action is. Because all you really have is highs, lows, and what the median or an average is. Um, and number two, I, I say this all the time, but the number one thing that I see in traders that do not consistently win and do not make a lot of money is that they overtrade and they do not stick to the number of trades it's supposed to for a year. So you have to factor in, stop hunting from your brokers, stop hunting from competitors, algorithmic trading. There's decay in your actual trading strategy. So whether you trade in moving averages or you trade in edges or order flow, at some point, all strategies have decay. But I don't meet many people who year over year, they're like, hey, I took 14 trades for the year. I'm done. There's one say, hey, I took my number of trades. I know I could do more, but I'm not. I'm just going to stay here and enjoy the 80% that I'm up for the year or the 150% that I'm up for the year. One and more usually leads to disaster in trading. Um, so those two things, like being able to trade off price action alone on any chart in any market off of any time frame, and then your willingness to stick to your plan. Mm -hmm. um, if people can do that, they'll make more money. Everyone that I know that loses a lot of money or they're not where they want to be, you're trading too much. Like trading too much is like cheating and getting caught and being filmed and then playing it on YouTube and be like, baby, why are you taking the house and the kids in the car? What do you expect? Well, you you can read that. all the books that you want to. I got a couple recommendations. Number one, stillness is key, right? Number two, family fortunes. I've mentioned this before by Bill Bonner. You need to go through Michael Lewis's The Big Short. Um, even in Kathy. I love Kathy. I think she's been incredibly innovative. But one of her biggest mistakes is rotation of stocks um, and getting in or out of them too early. Kathy bought NVIDIA when it was $5. Kathy did not hold through the run of last month, however. None of those reasons to. But portfolio allocation, asset, I get all that. But... It would help a lot if you held a stock from five to 500. It would help. Overtrading usually leads to disaster. And I don't know how to get that through more people's heads, but if you want to make money and win more consistently, that is the blueprint. If I've made you money, please put yes in chat. Got you. That, now, that, that second rule that you said, the overtrading part, a lot of people get this confused, right? Is it overtrading the same stocks? Or like, how, how should somebody approach that? Right, because if rule one is applied and I can trade without looking at technicals and fundamentals, mm -hmm. I can just trade off volume, then I have to know my, right? Like I need to know my company, but that's tough, right? If I'm trying to know my, like I know my company, how many companies should I know? Is it like five or is it 10, right? I'm not gonna be able to know 50 companies at the back mm -hmm. of my hand. So am I studying like maybe 10 companies and being able to trade those? Or am I finding different trades throughout, right? So even if I limit it to 20 trades throughout the year, am I doing it inside the same equity? Absolutely. Um, I would say study a maximum of eight companies. If you're able to produce 300% return or more, if you're producing less than that, I would study two. And anyone that, that tells you that they study 40 stocks and they can trade all of them well, they're lying. Even from the beginning, if we go back to episode 70, classic should have went triple, two tech, two index, Apple, Microsoft, ES, and bonds. When you study something in and out, um, there's a reason that we don't have like a BMX or surfing show. We're not efficient at surfing. Adam 22 can go from biking to hip hop and talking about King Von. We can't do that. You have to know one specific area so well that you know what it's going to do before it even happens. Like when you really have your trades down and you study 
two to eight companies really well, you'll almost see the move before it even happens. If you don't, you're going to be in danger. And I think most people, once again, if you're if you're making us a 300% return, you should probably only do 20 trades max per year, but really 12. And stop there. Once people get past that threshold, that's when danger happens. Oh, I just traded because I, I had a loss, so I wanted to make up for it. Now I broke even. Now I put a straddle on, and then I want to do futures and then options. Then you, you have to shoot the shots that you, that you know you can win. And that's what separates the great traders and investors from those who are not. If we And even the people we met, everyone that we've met that are institutional traders or investors, they're not the most intelligent people that's ever walked earth. The discipline for their crafts is what really set them apart from the other three or four thousand people that really wanted the job.